Hey, hey, stay. How's it going? <laughs> how is Hey, Adam. How's your trip? Going good. Having Ah, uh, really nice. I was in Copenhagen. Uh and uh, it's a really nice city, really good food. <laughs> uh, you know, the Nordic lifestyle, the hygge uh all over. Yeah, and the weather was great. Uh, it was like sunny, like the full three days. So yeah, uh, I was with my wife and uh, her sister and uh, her boyfriend, and um, yeah, just walked around. Let's really see. Nice. We just How about watched you? the Super Bowl, got some wings and pizza, just kind of stayed in, had a day of it, and and yeah. Other than that, um, been nice messing around with AI art lately. And that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It was a lot of fun. That, yeah. I made Valentine's, like a, some AI art nouveau uh, <laughs> images of my wife, like yeah. a trained model of her for like a gift. And yeah, I was, I was amazed at how well it turned out. <laughs> so. Yeah. That was a pretty complicated thing you used. It was like something self-hosted and uh, it, it, was, it was stable diffusion, basically. Yeah, but, they have this yeah, uh, web UI you can run locally and you kind of load it with a model it, right? that either you create or download. And then you can effectively run something kind of like mid-journey on your local computer. And it generates, it, generates images surprisingly fast. So I de definitely would recommend that if you're thinking about like trying out AI art because it's it's about as easy as Midjourney um, once you kind of learn the basics. Wow! Yeah, that's that that's crazy. And I'm assuming there's exactly. no service to pay. I mean, it, it just if you want to like create your own models, though, that's where it gets a little confusing. Thing. Like uh, wow. like I wanted to create one of my wife's images to be able to put her face on like an Art Nouveau painting. Mm -hmm. Um, so creating that model took a little more work and, but after that model is generated, you're able to, I was able to do everything locally, which was fun. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I've been playing with mid journey myself and some of the results are good. Some of them are, I mean, uh, I mentioned that some were like pretty freaky. It tends to, you know, go off track for some uh, things you you prompted for, but uh, yeah, I think that's the best one. So if this one runs as good as mid, the, mid journey, the tricky does, part I mean, is that I've every model has its own like, like opinionated decisions yeah. made about it. So the mid journey model is it's really good at generating things that look pretty good with a very small amount of input in the prompt. Like it's been trained to do well with shorter prompts. So you don't have to be an expert in prompt writing mm -hmm. with a lot of other models that I've downloaded. Uh, you need to be really explicit. Like you need to write like paragraphs of text in order to have it generate what you want. So that becomes its own challenge right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is great. I mean, opens up so much stuff uh, <laughs> yeah. and also so much bad stuff and good stuff at the same time. I've been watching at uh, 
the rollout of mm-hmm. uh, Bing's new uh, Sydney, you know, their model named Sydney revamped as Bing Chat because they had that open AI uh, merger and uh, it's been like two days and already started generating some really weird stuff like threatening users and being moody oh my god it's so moody that's, they're probably gonna tone it down tough. but yeah jesus that, I mean, that at least with the model the art I mean, you can like you can very easily say like yes this is and then whatever the requirements are like nsfw for instance or no it's not with a with a text prompt it's much more difficult to say this is good or this is bad because some people might want that and some people might not, but a lot of the time it's just wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very, very wrong. I've seen, I've seen some yeah. stuff. It's <laughs> like creepy, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, it's my, I mean, it's going really fast. Everything's like AI now. I'm curious gonna be like the same as you know the every other fad that's been going uh, on for these past years or if it's gonna uh you know uh merge or morph into something uh different yeah. but this one looks like it's pretty good i mean i'm seeing like papers from like serious researchers are yeah. coming out Although like uh, Getty Images is now, suing Stable so, Diffusion for two trillion dollars, like... <laughs> so oh, oh, um, that'll that'll help really? determine the future wow. of the space okay. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm curious how that will turn out. I think legally, yeah. it's gonna be like tricky to say the list but uh, yeah yeah, yeah. interesting times there's some way that points of view, artists can get credited and paid for the use of their art that's going into these models that seems like the and opting in and opting out seems like the the solution but it seems like we're already like you know the cat's already out of the bag now so what's going to happen <laughs> yeah Exactly. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> say the exact same thing. I mean, now that they're trained, it's just, you know, tough to control it. But then again, I guess uh, my like optimistic, positive outcome would be that artists get way more uh, valued now that, you know, it's like so easy to, <laughs> to generate uh, generate art. Although, yeah, let's see how that actually actually works. It's fun, you know. It's gonna turn out, well, you know, in aside some from way. The AI art style. Uh, what have you been working on, hardcovers related lately? Uh, I had the chat with uh, Eugene because we're working on the book drawer, and I can show you. Maybe we can begin with that. I can show you some progress on that. Uh, because uh, he uh, made something that's pretty uh, nice. Wait, share my entire screen. Here we go. Uh, okay, so not this. Uh, where is my? Here we go. <laughs> nope, not this either. Sorry, folks. Yeah, yeah. Where was it? Ah, here it is. Okay. 
Uh, can you see it? Okay, so uh, he actually managed to uh, remove the headless UI bit and uh, it actually has a threshold down for closing. Uh, maybe I could go into the mobile views because that's uh, a bit more relevant. So this one uses framework motion and uh, yeah, it's just that. So he managed to do it uh, exclusively with that and uh, he set the <laughs> threshold for how long you have to pull it for it to close. So if you just pull it nice. like this, it goes up. If you pull it all the way down, it goes way down. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. And I think we can use uh, the framework motion library for other places in uh, the website. Right now, uh, he's uh, working on uh, this uh, little animation where uh, it's... Oh, yeah. uh, moves to the left and to the right. Let's see if I have it here. If not, okay, it's taking a while to load. Anyway, yeah, the side uh, movement for the book drawer uh, to make that into a smooth animation. So yeah, that's gonna like be that. pretty cool. That's gonna be like a really nice interaction. I organized, yeah, it's gonna be great. and. Uh, basically, this is the tricky one because uh, when you mark a book as read, you have the past reads, you have the new reads, you have uh, the ability to modify uh, past reads and to choose your editions. So these are going to be like uh, four different steps and they're all supposed to animate seamlessly. So you just like swoosh from uh, one to, to the other real fast. So, uh, yeah, uh, once that's done, it's going to be uh, very uh, nice to uh, go through this whole dialogue. Um, we basically have in the back end the ability to set, uh, I mean, in the back end, back, back end the start date and the uh, end date. Yeah, so for right now, the, set, the right? way it works is if you, if you say you're, currently reading a book, like if you mark a book as currently reading, it sets the start date as right now. So it, it you know, it, it sets, it sets it to the date you say currently reading. And if you mark it as red, it sets the red date as today, only if it's transitioning from currently reading to red. So, you know, if you're just browsing the site and you're like, I read this and I read this and I read this, it doesn't set the finish that date at all for any of those. Um, because you might just be setting a lot of old books that you read years ago. So it's only if it transitions from currently reading to read, do we set the finished at date. Yeah, that's great. So it would just take uh, some hooking up in the background and uh, be cool. this should be all live after after that. Uh, Eugene was asking me if it needs any more backend work. Mm -hmm. uh, I said maybe, but uh, I knew we already saved the, the dates yeah. and the. I think editions, the hardest part so will just be, be like straightforward. that. Uh, the whole book button right now uses uh, X state library to kind of manage the the state of the button or the the state of the book button, and there's certain parts of it that are. Um, loaded immediately when you like that are required to show like this first screen of the button like you need to know the 
the status of the book. You need to know the rating. You need to know like um, the privacy level. You need to know if there is a review, but you don't need to get like the content of the review because that would be like additional. Like, you know, if you're looking at a page with a hundred book buttons, you don't want to load a hundred reviews. You just want to load like if that writer review should say edit a review or something. Yeah. Let me actually put it edits your yeah. review like after you read it on this screen so it's clear. Nice. Okay. Yeah, after he gets that done, yeah, we'll pass it on. Uh, I'm excited uh, about it. You <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can chat about. So. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. Uh, and finally, we'll get this, uh, you know, out and in a form that's uh, really good for browsing in the app. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, talking about yeah, uh, we submitted that's supposed it to come for, out soon, right? The iOS uh, one, like final, ho hopefully final. <laughs> knock on wood, final approval from Apple yesterday. Um, we got in the last fix, which was you needed a way to uh, sign up for a subscription from the app, and that was one that we. I initially thought that we didn't need that. Like I, I thought we could just uh, like disable the ability to sign up at all. That way we're not like having them sign up through Stripe, but no, it's, it is a requirement in the like app store rules that if you have a paid plan, you have to allow signups. So now that'll be possible. Yeah. Uh huh. That's gonna be good. I mean, I like signing up to apps uh, mm -hmm. with my iCloud account. So I just uh, double tap, you know, the side buttons, and bam. Instead of going through Stripe, adding in my credit card. So for yeah. app users, it's and gonna be a bit more seamless. I added this. Uh, I can show you like the hardcover supporter page I added. So this is the page you see when you complete your. Uh, you're, you sign up as a supporter. Um, so it just has this top section, which is either like managed through Stripe or through Apple. And this link for Stripe and for Apple, it just tells you like you can manage it through your Apple subscription. And then uh, added this like <laughs> fun effect for confetti. And, you know, basic basic details and information about hardcover. Uh, here we go. And all the membership features in here. As we add more of them, we'll be able to just uh, put it here. Very basic, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and perfect. I, I, that's great. This and I so added this section too yeah. to the mm -hmm. um ah, no. the subscription form. So like if you go to manage memberships and you're not already a member, um, it, there's that screen where it says like sign up for monthly or yearly. This is also like a paragraph on there to uh, hopefully incentivize people. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's useful to know that hardcover at this point is self-funded. We're bootstrapped. We're like the small team uh, <laughs> distributed <laughs> like 
all over, well, in US and Europe mostly. Uh, and yeah, to just see that and how readers are contributing to it being sustainable. Uh, I guess that's important because, you know, once we get to a point where it's uh, good, there's also a guarantee. So when we're 100% funded, uh, that will be uh, a further guarantee, you know, that no matter what, you're not gonna lose your book library. You can count on us to deliver more stuff. You can yeah. count on us to, you know, add more updates. Yeah. That, uh, so. Yeah, that's one yeah. of those. It's, it's a nice feature. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Myself. Well, we do. Have yeah, that's one of those features that. Or, that's one of those things that I'm always yeah. worried about when I use a site too early. It's like, are they going to, like, they they they've like pointed where they're going and they say they want to get there, but will they get there? So I think this is kind of helping kind of show like where we are today on on getting there yeah exactly and it's sensitive i mean even with uh, easier stuff i'm worried about the same thing uh but with books you know where people put hours and hours into building their library uh it's uh, even more sensitive and you know although we've always been saying that you're book library is okay with us even you know if something <laughs> happens like i don't know uh, book apocalypse you can export your library and uh, you know you you will have it handy with us so we'll take care of it if uh we get past this hurdle it's gonna be you know a really mm -hmm. good guarantee that okay we are here to stay and it's also going to be nice to know that an indie book platform such as ours actually <laughs> can make it in 2023, you know, in the middle of a supposed recession. Did they call it yet? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, I've heard, I, I'm reading stuff every day, but it seems like limbo, yeah, you know, I'm declaring sure. whether we're... Because I, I think like... what a recession is like multiple quarters of negative growth and i don't know if we've had that yet but it seems right on the edge yeah. um cool yeah <laughs> but anyway through that we're good we're thriving it seems to go we've got like 200 new uh users sign up yeah nearly or yeah no it was even more than that uh through a random article published. Yeah, it was just on, a, a uh, one-off link uh, at the end of it, and we got a couple hundred signups from it, which was really cool. Um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, BookTok <laughs> or BookTwitter actually discovers us at some point. Uh, spe and like, yeah. oh, Speaking look of at which, this. we started a, a hardcover <laughs> and, uh, Mastodon yeah. account. So it's a hardcover at social.hardcover.app and it has a what like about 30 40 followers so far so just getting set up but um have to start somewhere with it 25 followers so yeah but uh one other place to yeah. share like uh um 
our, our like I shared like our beta link for our uh, iOS app, for instance, on there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I signed up myself. It's <laughs> uh, pretty cool. I'm uh, getting the hang of Mastodon. It's, you know, uh, another uh, really cool network to uh, to look into. Uh, it's nice how new social networks, you know, the social networks of like this, uh, let's say, cycle <laughs> are like, showing up including us it's been one of the common things people have asked on mastodon is about like federation for hardcover which i see as more of like a let's let's watch and learn and figure out where that plays in um i don't really have an idea of like what we could do that would most contribute in that space right now um but I think it, 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 there's, there's potential there, especially if like, you know, let's say that all the other book platforms, like, you know, all the other non Goodreads platforms, <laughs> let's say that supported federated content so that you could be on, um, yeah. Storygraph and see your friend's activity on hardcover. You could be on hardcover and see your friend's activity on Storygraph. Like that would make it really interesting. Um, but it's one of those chicken and the egg things. Like some platforms have to support it for it to work. Um, and right now there's uh, Bookworm, which yeah. is kind of the the one social Fediverse enabled one. Um, but in, in the future, if we did join that, then you would be able to see your Bookworm friends activity on hardcover and they would be able to see your hardcover activity on Bookworm. And, Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, basically, it's kind of like a meta platform, a federated meta platform. So uh, that's that's pretty that's that, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm also curious to see how it plays out. I mean, if it's, uh, you know, actually gets adopted or not, because that's a problem with like so many things right now. There are so many cool things like uh built on really good, uh, solid ideas, but I'm curious to see if they get adopted. Uh, yeah, this, the metaverse, uh, what else? Blockchain, the good part of blockchain. Yeah, yeah. Five, 2% good parts of blockchain, um, not the other stuff. Yeah. yeah, so. It's gonna be interesting to see how it how it plays out, and uh, maybe we can also talk about uh, how uh, we're planning to use AI in our platform. Because I think among the book networks, we're the ones that uh, are uh, closest to uh, finding or closest to the use cases that would make AI applied to books uh, meaningful. Uh, we already have the match score, so we're calculating that. We have Mariana and Alicia on our team who are working on uh, the algorithm to uh, make that better and maybe even show you like a background of uh, why we recommended a book to you based on that match score. Uh, so that's going to be nice. Uh, I was also wondering because we've talked about this and I think it's going to be, it, it could be a, like an interesting topic to uh, talk about with readers as well. 
to see how AI could play into your your reading habits and how that can be used uh, to discover new books and to, uh, I guess, uh, find uh, authors, books, uh, stories that uh, wouldn't be uh, what you would normally read. Yeah, and I think that could be yeah, an interesting use case. It's uh, it's interesting because there's like the AI side and there's the um, just like straight algorithm side, and and so much of it can be done with like regular algorithms for things like uh, yeah. Here are some of the books that are that uh, readers like you also love. Like that's that's not even AI. That's kind of like a um, collective. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. But uh, then when you get into the AI side, when uh, you're feeding it like that, yeah. those additional data points, like here are all the genres of these books that you liked. Here are the authors. Here are the locations and the settings. And then the AI at that point, the machine learning algorithm is determining like, oh, this person likes um, this book set in this setting a little bit more than in this setting. So let's figure out how to generate those recommendations like that. And I think that's what I'm most excited about for switching from that uh, algorithm to a model for it, but still, still a ways off. Yeah, but it's exciting. I mean, I've been uh, playing with uh, ChatGPT on this front. And uh, for instance, if you, uh, you know, ask for recommendations from, let's say, uh, poets, uh, and you say, I want to read something from a black author that uh, has a goth uh, writing style or something like that, you get, you know, mm -hmm. that recommendations in that specific area. And uh, I think for those like finer uh, things, like you mentioned, you know, you'd like a certain theme, finding a book on a certain theme, on the, on a similar theme uh, would be almost impossible to generate through like a, let's say matchmaking algorithm where you would look into things other people liked, even with tags, maybe that could be, although, you know, you could do it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, with, with, with this, I'm thinking, you know, you could get those recommendations without having to browse. So they would be served to you. How accurate? Yeah. I guess that's the question. If you'd actually like get the good recommendations from, uh, from that, but you know, it might be, uh, interesting for, uh, many readers, including myself, who uh, would rather ask, and especially uh, for, uh, you know, people who are discovering their taste in certain genres and in certain themes and in certain tropes, um, I'm thinking that would be really, uh, really nice. Uh, there's a lot of uh, people reading uh, young adult uh, literature and there's like so many stuff in there uh, to have something that could uh, help you navigate through all of that and also like open your horizons to other 
styles, other authors, other you know uh, types of stories. Uh, I think that might be that might be pretty pretty mm -hmm. interesting. So it's kind of like an assisted browsing. Uh, instead of uh, you seeing, uh, okay, readers who uh, are similar to you liked this book and this book and this book, or this book is similar to these other books because, you know, of some tags or something. Uh, this basically lets uh, do, does the browsing for you and uh, you're just asking questions yeah. or like... Yeah, guiding, I think uh, as we it. get more more readers on the platform, we'll be able to create those those models that are more targeted towards like a specific individual. And I think in the the meantime, we can do like models that are more targeted to like a, a book. That way, they're kind of universal to that book, and there aren't they aren't reliant on the the reader that's looking at the data having like a whole bunch of books read because. Uh, that's one of the issues that we have right now is that if a uh, if a reader has only read like three books, we don't have much data on them. And but then there's also the 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 width of books. Like there's there's so many books out there that the overlap between them ends up being surprisingly small. <laughs> like you might have two libraries with a thousand books, and they might only have like two books in common or something. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's such a wide range. Um, but yeah, as more people join, there will be many more um, similarities that we can build on for that. But Yeah, and really good points about, you know, the people who have uh, free books in their library. And yeah, it's hard for someone who's at the beginning of their reading journey to uh, form a taste. I mean, uh, it's, of course, you can watch a lot of people and mimic their taste, but developing your own taste, I think that's where platform like platforms like ours can come in, where, you know, you can browse through, uh, you know, go down the rabbit hole of what sounds interesting to you. And uh, yeah, if we actually manage to use AI to give you like those recommendations and <laughs> try to get that uh, yeah. tasting books yeah. out I'm, of I'm you. I'm imagining something I, almost I, I like that's, Netflix that's where it's like a, a page uh, of multiple lists and it's like, because you liked, you know, and then book title or because you liked setting, because you liked character or, you know, because you liked dark, moody time travel. <laughs> and then it sh shows you books for that theme. So you're not like browsing like just a flat list yeah. of a thousand um, books. You're, you're browsing based on like prompts that then you can dive into the ones that sound the most interesting to where you are at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, exactly. That could be something that would help, yeah, with discovering new new things. Uh, yeah, it's really a really giving subject in 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 this area, and uh, I I think there's much we we can actually do. Uh, 
we are an AI startup. I mean, all of our calls are about, you know, uh, working on the recommendations models and uh, doing uh, things in, in that area. I think that's like our differentiator as well. So drilling uh, deep into that, I think is, is key. Uh, I was wondering, like, this is like a, a question I've been asking myself, uh, what's that, like the end goal of discovering books? Uh, because of course, you know, you're discovering books that you wouldn't have discovered otherwise. And it makes that discovery easier. Uh, but I was also thinking, you know, in terms of how that impacts the book industry, uh, there's like stuff that gets published and, you know, it doesn't even see the light of day uh, or uh, it doesn't, it sees the light of day, but very quickly it fades into oblivion uh, because of multiple factors related to how the book industry works, uh, but also uncovering, you know, stories which wouldn't be uncovered uh, if you would go through the uh, let's say usual, uh, book recommendations, uh, cycle, book talk, Twitter, uh, 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 bookstagram, book blogs, the same books that the major publishing houses are putting out and marketing are being, uh, basically, I guess, uh, taken and, uh, yeah, presented on all of those places, but not stories which might be cool, but you know, you might miss. I've actually like in the book section on, on iOS, there's a app where people can self publish. So they publish short stories and they're like really weird. They're mostly like uh, romantic stuff that I wouldn't read, but that's like, uh, I think top in top, the top 10, <laughs> uh, apps in the app store, in the book section. Uh, I'm not going to name it for publicity, but that's, I, I, I downloaded that app and I was like, whoa, look at this. So there's people publishing stuff there. There there's people buying the books or the eBooks, I don't know <laughs> what to call it or, yeah. or the short stories. And apparently, yeah, it's a, it, it's a thing. So yeah, I was wondering how that like discovery could help people who wouldn't like uh, benefits from or actually be included in the exposure that yeah. the major publisher would offer or in that yeah. whole cycle. Yeah. Yeah, I was nice I, I was thinking about that some on some of the uh, calls I've had with people and some of the chat we've had in Discord because one of the things that's come up is that um, kind of like you said, like recommendations tend to be towards the popular books. So how do you, how do you highlight the, the ones that are, you know, they have fewer readers reading them. Maybe, maybe no one's read it on the platform yet because, <laughs> you know, it's such a new book or, um, you know, it's, it's a niche area. How do you like showcase those in a way? And, I, I don't yet know how we can do that without like having some people on the platform having read it because that's what lets us know that this book is, is a book that actually is read, is read. 
because I mean, we have we have like uh, five hundred thousand books on the site. Yeah, and only like fifteen thousand of them have been read by someone. <laughs> so there's like three hundred eighty thousand books that no one's read. <laughs> ah, look at and. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, crazy. These are the ones How from Open Library from the initial report. I mean, report. people imported them, right? At some point. So, yeah, there's... So it's like okay. all those books that okay. wow. we can't really recommend. Like, they don't show up in any um, match percentage scores because if no one's read it, then we can't get a match percentage score for it. Um, but, yeah. But, but you have the same problem for, like, a new author who's writing their first book yeah, that's crazy. and is trying to get the word out about it. Like... There has to be someone who starts reading it. Um, and that's what kind of spurs the data to start. Um, so one, one of the things that comes to mind is like how we maybe like incentivize people to read books that no one has read on the platform before. Like be the first reader of this book and maybe like you get a badge or something. You, you, get, you get some kind of thing for being the first reader to, to read a book on, on hardcover. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, that already sounds great. Um, I saw literal ads, uh, the activated author accounts, and uh, uh, I'm guessing, you know, it would work with something in that area. But uh, yeah, exactly. Incentivizing readers, because that's, you know, the, the, the important thing, mm -hmm. having people read a book that's like really really obscure uh, mm. i'm wondering if like book data has any part in that if the the majority of books are like ill described or like not uh, surfaced because of the weird description i know open library has a lot of really random descriptions for books and if you get the book that has no cover and has a weird description i mean it might be like the you know best book of your life you're not gonna like pick it up you might not even find it uh like anywhere to, to buy so i'm wondering if book data like impacts because i know we've been talking about uh uh providing better book summaries with uh with ai so basically at least for you know Let's yeah. say important books would be able to get that data along with other data as well about the yeah. author, about I think, the genres, uh, about the tags. Yeah, I think even if we have all the data about a book, because some of those books that, like of those 380,000, we have all the data about the book. We have um, books, genres, we have description, locations, characters, but just no one's read it like no one no one searched for it and say they want to read it um yeah so it's it's like it's you know we only have 2000 oh, readers so there's only so many books that are going to have uh have been accessed but my my thought is that you know in a in a year from now if we have 10 times this amount of users or 100 times then i think it'll kind of just that'll kind of fix itself over time as just more people join Yeah, true, 
True. Well, if it goes like this, if we have events like the yeah. one that happened over this weekend, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. And I'm waiting for you know the moment when we'll actually implement discussions in some form, because that's gonna be the reason why all the people who are currently on subreddits or on Facebook groups or on BookTok would actually mm-hmm. like make the move somewhere where they can actually talk about the book. Right now, it's a bit indirect. You can talk about the book through reviews. You can uh, uh, let people know what your reading status is indirectly. But yeah, when discussions happen, I'm 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 really like hoping you know we get some good discussions that become a reference, you know, in the book yeah. industry. I'm yeah, but. Can definitely happen. I've seen stuff on TikTok. Uh, authors who published their book and no one read it, and uh, <laughs> somehow you know yeah. someone filmed them and the video went viral and yeah, they're a bestseller. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. I mean, the good part of TikTok. Yeah. Uh, nah, it's good. Uh, but I'm wondering, you know, if that can happen on a platform yeah. like ours, that's going to be pretty, pretty good offering yeah, that and, exposure. And speaking that of which, show. maybe that can become a good um, jumping off point for our um, team meeting this Saturday. I was thinking about doing an exercise about like prioritizing parts of the book page and how we like structure that maybe some even some sketching exercises but mostly mm-hmm. like hierarchy <laughs> is what i think most important right now is uh is understanding like mm-hmm. um this is our hypothesis on the areas of the book page that deserve the most prominence and how we structure that from an information architecture standpoint with with like discussions in mind, even though we don't have them yet, but we can start like mm-hmm. planning it um, with that as part of it. And I think, yeah, I think uh, yeah after the the book button, that'll be probably the next the next big page to to get a revamp. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, definitely a good exercise and definitely good to uh, think about that prioritization with discussions in mind. Uh, (laughs) Thinking about the architecture usually saved our ass like a lot of times up until this point. We actually have a huge app and a small team and it's actually like manageable. So definitely this way of working yeah. has uh, proved to be a success so uh yeah definitely let's uh let's talk about the book page and uh, i'm excited to see how how that comes out because we've already like been through it uh i think for the past 
two months, like had multiple passes at what data we can show and how that data can be structured. So right now, I think it's settled enough for us to be able to deliver uh, those uh, functionalities, those features, those like really nice experiences that uh, yeah. readers expect Wanna, from, from the, from the one kind page. of open question, which I think we'll probably have to talk to more users to really nail down is this idea of um, discussions versus book clubs versus like asynchronous book clubs and how we like incorporate those concepts. Um, Cause mm -hmm. discussions are one thing, like there's like, you know, let's say we used a Reddit model for discussions with upvoting, downvoting, or, you know, something like that. Then that's like one that, mm -hmm. that solves one yeah. use case for, I want to talk about a book <laughs> with some other readers. Um, I'm wondering about the book yeah. club side. I have some hypothesis on it myself, but I'm curious what, what your thoughts are when you hear like book club. Yeah, related to hardcover. Uh, in general. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, the way uh, book platforms, and I've seen this done by many of our, of our competitors as well, uh, they think of a book club like uh, a group of people who are into the same genre, they're pretty similar. So they form a club where they're reading the same thing or a list of things, uh, and they synchronize their uh, readings so that it's fun and they have something to, to talk about. Uh, but I, I think that's closed in, in, in my mind that, uh, promotes, uh, something that is not open. It's like closed circle and I'd rather have it much more open. That's why, I mean, that's why Reddit is so good. Uh, of course, you know, Reddit is about everything. So niching it down would make sense. Uh, I think the the core feature here would be for for me uh, when I think about book clubs to be able to uh, see what other people have talked about uh, when they have read or when they are reading or before they have read a certain book, what questions they asked before reading, what concerns they had. Uh, and uh, yeah, seeing it in real time and reading with, uh, seeing which people read that book at the same time, I think it would be would be nice. But I just don't wouldn't want them to be closed. Uh, I've seen this on some other platforms where if you want to join a book club, it's really uh, how should I call it? Uh, Exclusive experience where you kind of feel that you're intruding somewhere. I don't want to feel like I have to, you know, gain access somewhere because one, others are doing that. So 
we can provide you know the other side of things and yeah it's a personal choice i'd rather uh, it be a thing out in the open and allow me to interact with people but not uh like yeah have that really set structure like we're reading this people can do that people have facebook groups who have uh, i've often asked myself you know if we do discussions why are we doing discussions what do we provide to people that they can't find on facebook groups or reddit or other places or like discords or uh, whatsapp groups where they uh, organize book clubs i'm wondering because you said you were part uh, you became part of some book clubs and talk to some people in book clubs yeah what's your opinion regarding that yeah, I, like uh, interaction the, in general the book clubs that i've been a part of i've really liked the like the things that the things that I have really liked about them are like getting to know a small group of people. That's been interesting and fun. And, but also the like kind of the guided prompts where we're all like discussing specific things. And I think, I think the part that I'm, I'm less excited about for like book clubs is that like, you know, all sometimes the books that are chosen aren't ones that I really am that excited about. <laughs> So, you know, and I'm, but I'm like, I'm with this group of people, so I'm going to read the book. Uh, so one, I, I really like the idea that for our, <laughs> our book clubs, there's still that sense of community within a book, a book discussion group, kind of like the same way there's a, there's almost like a sense of community within a subreddit, really. Like, you know, each subreddit has their own um, terminology, their own things that have yeah. kind of organically shown up from people just talking in that subreddit. My hope would be we were able to do something similar to that for discussions. And while still keeping like some mm -hmm. kind of sense of like moderation from like with, with a book club, you have an owner of the book club who's able to say like, this person's bad. They need to be kicked out. <laughs> And I think for discussions, we're going to need to do the same thing where um, maybe yeah. like the first person who starts a discussion mm -hmm. in a, in a book, maybe they can like apply to be the, or like, you know, it, it's almost like in, in Foursquare when you're like the mayor of a, of a location, it's like, like you could, if you are interacting with that mm, sub okay. yeah. discussion, book discussion, then you can become the moderator of that discussion group and be able to um, moderate it. There would still need to be checks and balances for abuse, but the people that are the most active, I feel like should be the ones that have some of the most control, all things considered with a lot of caveats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I completely agree. Uh, that would be a good model. Uh, and us providing that, that space, I think is going to be, uh, a win. I mean, uh, the ability to talk around books and browse, uh, 
on a book specific social network, I think is going to be key here. And this what the other networks don't have, because I've noticed this, uh, I'm part of some Facebook groups. One is like, I think like a couple of hundred thousand readers and it's, I mean, hell breaks loose. There's no way to like tag a certain book. Moderation is like a major thing. There are some books that come up like, uh, all the time and uh, the mods have to come in and ban them. So yeah. That degree of, uh, you know, uh, moderation is needed. Uh, it would be really nice if, you know, the whole app, the whole of hardcover can be, you know, that, uh, that, that space where you feel okay. And we don't get, uh, I think part of the problem with book, uh, groups being hosted on non like book specific networks is that you get a lot of random people who uh, like interfere with uh, with that. So uh, my hope is that if we're lucky, at least at the beginning, we'll uh, catch a break because all of our users are good like readers. They uh, appreciate rules. They appreciate structure. So yeah, hopefully moderation won't be such a, uh, a drag. But yeah, that that format. I mean, I'm always a fan of making it as uh, generalized as possible to allow like the maximum, uh, let's say, possibility and uh, the maximum flexibility that uh, uh, would allow any reader to basically do whatever they imagine, tag books, tag authors, tag genres, tag like tropes and uh, yeah. Uh, basically have that mesh of discussions around uh, references that only happens on hardcover and that you can only get on hardcover uh, without us giving them like too much structure. So allowing supporters to make their own book clubs, definitely, I think that's going to be a nice, you know, addition to uh, the whole thing. And at the same time, that feeling of exclusivity could also play out nicely if we allow book clubs to be, you know, to have stuff, which is nice, like badges, maybe, or a profile picture or some kind of, you know, theme. I mean, how we set the theme, I think is pretty important. I know I'm following this guy on Twitter and uh, he's had his app uh, purchased by Snapchat. It's an app where uh, teenagers can uh, compliment each other anonymously and uh, they, at some point they have to pay money. He's made like a whole lot of money and then he sold it to Snapchat and it <laughs> only took four months from like its beginning to like selling it. Which is great. I mean, yeah. Uh, but that's like setup where uh, offering teenagers a space where they could compliment anonymously and the game was basically finding out who complimented you. Uh, so it created this like really nice positive interaction. Uh, of course, it was monetized, but whatever it's it's nice i mean it created like a positive outcome from my point of view 
because it allowed people to say nice things and focus on those nice things. So yeah, I view that as a really cool example of uh, setting things up uh, for a specific outcome and just like really fine tuning some things in the mechanics and in the design of what you're doing to achieve that. So if we manage to, you know, do the same with book clubs, with book discussions, so that's where this like really nice place where you can talk about a book and uh, yeah, maybe on the long run, like take that interaction maybe to a, another level. Uh, I think, yeah, thinking about this and like really limiting while at the same time allowing maximum flexibility is... <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, I, yeah, good. I think uh, <laughs> one part that you mentioned that stands out to me is like, as, as people start having discussions in, you know, they, they, they read a book, let's say, you know, they read tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, and now they posted a discussion about it, or maybe they, um, after they finished, we had some starter questions that they could answer about it just from their reading experience, whatever it is. At that point, those discussions live kind of with that book. And how do we like showcase those in other parts of the app in a way that lets them be discoverable, which is like for someone who's not like explicitly going to that book and then going to the, that book's discussions, but someone wants to still have those, or maybe, maybe they don't, maybe you only want to see those discussions if you've like read the book or are interested in the book or like you've you've uh you've marked that book as want to read or something um so yeah how we how we how we like show those discussions across the rest of the app i think is still going to be a something we'll need to figure out as well as part of like the the overarching um feature Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I'm confident I can like sense that there's a solution to that mainly because we have uh, some tools at our disposal because of the way we were smart enough to build hardcover. So we have the feed, we have the discussions there. The feed item itself could be like a way to show those things in other parts of the app, but, you know, keeping them as composed as possible. Yeah, basically, I think it's a composability problem and we'd have to, I guess the tricky part would be to see which like category comes on, 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 on top, if that makes sense. So if the book club category uh, engulfs is like over discussions or if it's the other way around or how does that interact with other parts of the the app yeah it's a sensitive problem but i'm guessing <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll maybe it's just like it'll, it'll be a it'll be a fun problem yeah there's a solution to everything <laughs> cool yeah definitely yeah it's gonna be a fun one yeah we're gonna call well, it here and uh we're almost probably go get go get some lunch <laughs> Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cool. go watch. I don't know what. Let's see. 
<laughs> Perfect. Well, bye. Have a good nice night. talking to you, Adam. And uh, yeah, bye, everybody. Yeah, bye.